Hello, and welcome to a special emergency edition episode of the Sidekick Critic Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Crosby, and today's a very different kind of episode for this film and entertainment industry podcast, as just a couple hours ago, around 3 p.m. on today, July 13th, it was announced that the Actors Union, SAG-AFTRA, is going on strike. Um, This is major news. Uh, It's the first actor strike in many years, and it is the first combined actors and writer strike for the first time in 63 years. So this is a groundbreaking day in Hollywood. It's going to have massive ramifications, and I'm here today to walk you through all of that and what it means and what it's all about. So we're going to start uh, the major players in this strike. Uh, There's two sides of it. There's obviously the... uh, Studios and the union, the Actors Union. The Actors Union is known as SAG-AFTRA, the Screen Actors Guild and American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. Uh, The union consists of 160,000 members uh, containing actors, radio personalities, TV presenters, and more. Uh, It's headed up by President Fran Dreschner, and the uh, lead negotiator for these labor discussions was Duncan Crabtree Ireland. On the other side, you have... The AMPTP, which is the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, that includes Netflix, Disney, Paramount, Warner Brothers, NBC Universal. Um, every studio you can think of essentially is a part of the AMPTP. Uh, going forward for this discussion, I'm just going to refer to the two sides as SAG and uh, the studios. So let's look at the two sides of the issue of what's going on here and explain how we ended up at this point. So SAG is, it's time for them to get a new contract uh, with the studios and they are seeking quite a few things in the wake of the streaming revolution and certain risk posed by new technologies in the filmmaking world and the world at large. Um, in the wake of the streaming revolutions, one of their main uh, arguments and sticky point, sticking points is SAG is looking for increased compensation. Uh, many actors, uh, both large and small, uh, make money based on when their productions, their mo- movies or shows go to syndication on cable, which is just when a movie replays over and over again. Because of streaming, syndication is almost going away and the residuals actors get from that is quickly disappearing. Matt Damon was talking about this the other day in that in order to qualify for benefits such as health care, actors need to make, I believe it's $30,000 in a calendar year. A lot of actors make that money off of residuals from work they did years ago. Without those residuals, people are going to lose their benefits, they're going to lose their health care, and in this country, that can leave a lot of people with no option whatsoever, no affordable option especially. So increased compensation is key. I think the main key sticking point, however, is this, as I mentioned, the uh, change in technology and the risks it poses. And a very large one is the emergence of AI and having stronger protections for actors' voices, their likeness, and their performances. And it's a similar concern to a major sticking point for why the WGA, the Writers Guild of America, went on strike, where there's a fear that one day AI may replace human labor, human writers, human actors. The other side of the argument is the studios, AMPTP. Uh, They are already accusing SAG of having walked away from the table and negotiating in bad faith. Uh, One such executive, Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, 
claimed actors and writers are not being realistic in their expectations going into these discussions. And he went on to say that this is the worst timing in the world, that the industry is still recovering due to disruptions from the COVID-19 pandemic. And that is true. We've been seeing very different box office numbers to pre-pandemic. We've had to adjust what it means for a movie to be successful. Production schedules are very different now with all the extra precautions that are slowly going away but are still very much evident on sets as a COVID outbreak can derail a whole production and delay a movie weeks or months depending on how bad it is. Um, so already the studios are taking the attack angle and it's almost a bad faith negotiation tactic the way they're going about this as one unnamed executive was recently quoted that they're going to wait uh, to allow things to drag on until union members start losing their homes and losing their apartments. Um, it's believed this was said more specifically in response to the writer strike, but I think it shows how the studios are now fighting two different strikes and are attempting to negotiate on two different labor agreements. Are they actually attempting to negotiate in good faith? It doesn't seem that they are as if they're willing to just let this run out to people start losing their homes. They're never going to show up with the last and best offers you often get when these union deals and contracts begin to run out. They're waiting until the union is desperate, until they have no other option to accept whatever deal the studios put on the table. So as you can probably tell, I'm very much on the actor side for this. Uh, I'm always going to take the side of the union over the big corporate conglomerate. Um, so I'm very much in support of SAG going on strike as they fight for a better deal. Uh, this is going to have massive ramifications. What kind of ramifications is the strike going to have on Hollywood? So already the Writers Guild has been on strike and they've had to work very hard to shut down sets and productions. Um, the Writers Guild is not as large as SAG and productions could continue despite the writers being on strike. So there's been videos out there and clips and actual strikes and picket lines where writers are blocking the entrance to sets and truck drivers will not cross the picket line. So they're able to successfully shut down a set, but that takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of manpower and you don't always have that in order to shut down these sets. With the SAG strike, all production is essentially going to stop immediately. Any movie that's actively filming or pre-production, there's not really anything they can do involving the actors at this point. Um, for the actors specifically, uh, they are not able to do any fittings, any wardrobe, auditions, rehearsal, uh, or make any new agreements with the studios. So the actors are not working at all at their job acting, and pre-production involves the actors, and actual filming is off the table. So while we may not see the effect of that in the next three, four months, come the end of the year, come especially early next year, if this strike goes on for over a month, there's going to be a slate of movies that are delayed months for as long as the strike goes on because they cannot work at all on them. Additionally, it changes what the actors are able to do on tour uh, or what they're not able to do in promotion and outside of just filming. Actors are not allowed to go on tours. They're not allowed to give interviews, go to any kind of conventions, including, including Comic-Con. Uh, they cannot go to any premieres or screenings of their movies. They can't appear on any panels, no award shows, no podcasts, no social media, no festivals, nothing. 
So you're not going to hear from really any of your actors for quite a while. There's going to be no promotional. They're not going to do any interviews. They're going to kind of be AWOL unless they post for their personal life often. You won't hear from them. So this is a very interesting situation here as this unfolds. And I'll keep you up to date as more labor negotiations and news about it comes out. But it does not sound like the negotiations ended on a strong note at all. Um, Specifically, so let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, it was 3 p.m. today, the 13th, that uh, the lead negotiator, Duncan Crabtree Ireland, and the president of SAG, Fran Drescher, a great actress, uh, had held their press conference and announced that the national board voted unanimously to approve a strike effective at midnight tonight. Um, uh, Fran Drescher made a statement that was very emotional and almost powerful, in my opinion, if you are a fan of unions like I am, I would suggest to go watch it because she speaks not just for herself, but for, and not for just their union, but for all unions. Here's a couple of her quotes. One in particular that really stuck out with me, um, quote, it comes with great sadness that we came to this crossroads, but we had no choice. We are the victims here. We are being victimized by this very greedy entity. I am shocked by the way that the people we have been in business with are treating us. I cannot believe it, quite frankly, how far apart we are in so many things, how they plead poverty, how they're losing money left and right when giving hundreds of millions of dollars to their CEOs. It is disgusting. Shame on them. They are on the wrong side of history at this very moment. Powerful words as she spoke those there, um, really calling out the studios in the way they have handled the negotiations and the lack of respect they've showed and the lack of giving a fair and true offer. It's like I said earlier, it seems as though studios are negotiating in bad faith. And she would go on to say, um, our union, our sister unions and unions around the world are standing by us. If we don't stand tall right now, we are going, we are all going to be in trouble, trouble. We are all in jeopardy of being replaced by machines. At some point you have to say, no, we are not going to take this anymore. We are labor and we stand tall and we demand respect. You share the wealth because you cannot exist without us. And that's one thing I really want to touch on is the fact that this applies to not just the actors union, but to all unions and all union negotiations. Um, these corporate bigwigs that make millions of dollars would not make it without their actual employees at the bottom that are a part of a union. And they're a part of that union to protect themselves. And as I talked about, one of the biggest sticking points for this specific strike is the use of AI and the emerging technologies in film. A studio executive said, I believe it was yesterday or earlier today prior to this press conference, that the studios made a groundbreaking proposal regarding AI that the actors rejected out of hand. And they made it, were kind of trying to put down the actors with that statement and made it seem like the actors weren't negotiating fairly. When asked, uh, the lead negotiator for SAG said their proposal was background performers are scanned and given one day's pay. From then, the com company would own that scan, the actor's image, their likeness for the rest of eternity for any project they want with no consent or compensation needed. That's essentially saying an actor could go in, get scanned with this new technology that can take a scan and turn you into a superhero, a deep fake, whatever it may be, that one scan, they can use you and your likeness for anything and they never have to pay you. They essentially own the rights to you forever. That's not a groundbreaking proposal. That's not a proposal at all. That is essentially where the industry is going should this new deal not be struck. 
So I'm, especially when it comes to this AI aspect, I'm fully in support of it. Now, another thing, because I've talked to people about this as we've been leading up to it, I've heard people say something along the lines of, actors make so much money, why are they striking? They don't need more money. The This union, SAG-AFTRA, is 160,000 members. If I gave you two hours, I don't think you could list 1% or 1,600 actors. That is a massive union. It is a very large number of employees, and it's only that 1% that's making millions, that's making huge dollars. So many actors and people are involved at a smaller level, even if just for one scene. One scene, three shows, residuals, they're able to make a honest living to get by for themselves, to get benefits, to enjoy their life. They are out of work, and without those residuals, they're not going to get benefits. They're going to lose money. So... This isn't just a matter of Brad Pitt, who is a multimillionaire, multiple houses, vacation all the time, wants more money. This is a matter of an actor that was in three scenes of CSI for one episode, for that was their only gig for three months, and then they get another gig and another gig, and they're getting by living their life as best they can. They want better compensation as these residuals go away. Studios have been very cavalier about streaming numbers and paying out for them. It seems streaming is starting to unravel for the studios as they're losing money on them. But at the same time, it is their own fault they're losing money. When you look at these inflated budgets for movies of, I think it was $300 million for Fast X. And you look at how much these CEOs are paid tens of millions of dollars yearly that they don't need to do streaming this way. And I've heard one of the biggest problem children, so to say, in these negotiations is Netflix, who doesn't have to pay residuals for their own content. They have a base compensation for the people they hire for it, for the actors, for the stuff they license, they're paying the studio. They're not paying the actor. So those residuals needs to change in the wake of the streaming industry changing. Um, And it's not just actors who are affected by this. And it's not just actors of why you should care. There is so much supporting crew on these movies of camera crews, makeup, costumes, set assistants, stunts, all are out of work currently with this strike. And while you hear Actors Union and actors going on strike, you may be thinking of the Matt Damons, the Nicole Kidmans, the Leonardo DiCaprios. It's so much more than that. It's actors who, if you walk by them in the street and they are, have been in 10 episodes of Law and Order or five episodes of How I Met Your Mother, you would never recognize them because they're a smaller character, but this union deal is how they make their livelihood and how they survive. So once again, to sum up, Screen Actors Guild has gone on strike the first time in 63 years that both the Screen Actors Guild and the Writers Guild of America are on strike at the same time. All production on movies and scripted television shows across the board is going to come to a screeching halt. Come fall, you're going to see a lot less scripted TV shows, and it's going to be a lot of reality TV replacing it. Some studios have already delayed their summer reality TV shows, expecting the strike to come and to be able to put content up in fall. Early next year, you're going to see a lack of movies being released as they cannot film. They cannot start certain post-production that they need actors for. There's going to be no promotional coming out for future movies. So all this promotion you've seen for Barbie and Oppenheimer and then Mission Impossible, the actors are done. They will not promote their movies in any way. 
And in my personal opinion, good for the actors. I stand with the union. I stand with all unions and that they should have their likeness protected. They should be able to own their likeness and their image. They should be paid if their likeness is being used. They need to be able to give consent and in the wake of the changing industry with streaming, they need to be compensated appropriately as studios continue to make money hand over fist or pay their executives hand over fist and not pay the actual people responsible for making them that money. So that's my recap today for this uh, emergency podcast on the SAG after a strike, joining the Writers Guild of America. I will keep you updated as I learn more information on this. Um, Make sure you subscribe on Spotify. You follow me on Instagram and TikTok so that if there's breaking news, I will post it so you can find out as well. It's a massive day in the movie industry, in Hollywood, in the TV industry. It will have ramifications for years. And we will see where it goes. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Crosby. This has been the Sidekick Critic Podcast. Thank you for joining me.